What is living in lockdown like? As the world tries to make sense of the coronavirus and South Africa's knee-deep in a government-initiated lockdown, we'll be hearing from different voices what they're up to and how they're handling living in the lockdown. Adrian Grunewald on the line. I haven't seen Adrian in ages. Adrian, you're sporting a bit of a beard there in the in the Kruger National Park. How are you, my friend? I'm really good, thank you, Gareth. Yeah, I, I, I could put the video off if it. No, <laughs> please don't. It's, uh, <laughs> in fact, I remember you and your dad when you did the leadership platform together. You used to often uh, video conference people in. You've been preparing for lockdown all your life. You live in a place where there are only a few people. Uh, you're mostly surrounded by animals. Uh, for you, this isn't much of a change from the normal, right? Yeah, my, my wife the other day for a while now, she's been looking for the right word to describe our lifestyle. Yeah. She says society has given it to her. It's called lockdown. <laughs> yeah, and you and your family have been in lockdown for a couple of years now. So you've been in training. Yeah, it's over three years. Kids are on homeschooling. Um, I've been working hard to build a digital business, you know, like yourself, um, and some things have come off, some haven't. But yeah, as, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm used to Zoom, like other people are used to normal meetings. I have several Zooms right. a day. Been been on Zoom all over the world for the last year or two. It used to be the exception. Now it's the norm. Um, so yeah, definitely been prepared for it. It's not big, it's such a big difference, except Crocodile River. Can't go into Kruger as often as we used to, but still we mm. have animals around. We have bush around. It's beautiful. What kind of animals come into your property, just out of interest? Yeah, I mean, giraffe, um, villabies, zebra, um, kudu, <laughs> bushbuck, um, daker, you know, almost everything. We have cats. Cats come through the park because we border the park. So there's often holes underneath a fence and leopard come over and that sort of thing. Wow. And then we're warned that they are in the park. Um, but, you know, we don't see them from here necessarily. That's incredible. Okay, so Adrian, I'm, the reason I wanted to get you on today, because we could probably talk to you anytime, but it's been a while, and, and you wrote this, this beautiful piece about leadership, and, and leadership is really your thing. This is, this is why you started the Leadership Platform. You started writing about this long before you and I met, and you, you wrote this interesting article, which I think people need to hear about. It's a story, really, and by the end of the story, the villain becomes the hero, in some ways, do you want to just explain what the the article was about? And I mean, I'm going to refer refer people to to go and read it anyway. But give us the gist of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to touch on the spirit and the letter of of the law. And as leaders, we've got to start um, living that. Uh, we need to mature to a point where we can, as a society, I mean. The little story, I, I don't know if that's what you're referring to, but, yes. you know, here in the park, we've got uh, older people, yeah. um, a lot of them retired, and they love sitting around and reporting anyone who maybe is driving down to the river or uh, anything like that. And, and uh, you know, we specifically have someone here who took a little toddler for a, a walk in the pram around the block, and she was also reported. And, and, and that just had me thinking deeply about, 
our society, about the inequalities, about the fact that I felt empathy towards the mother. Eventually, first I thought, how can she be so responsible? And then she, um, and then I thought, no, the spirit and the letter of the law says she's not affecting anyone. She, yeah. she won't um, come into contact with any human being. But I also realized that right now the spirit of the law cannot weigh as heavy as the letter of the law because how does the spirit of the law impact seven people in a, in a shack? Um, who cannot even put their foot outside and they hear whoop, whoop, whoop. You know, the police yeah. is right outside their door. So, so yeah, Gareth, I, I, I was, uh, I think I'm going through my own journey on my own journey of trying to understand what this virus is trying to teach us as a society, what it's trying to teach leaders, how we need to prioritize. Um, you know, the smallest of things is bringing the biggest of things to its knees from me as a human, a virus to a, a, a large organizations to, 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 to countries. Mm-hmm. So are we, are we being taught to reprioritize to say, mm-hmm. hold on, maybe small things are as important as big things, small businesses versus big businesses, um, yeah. small human beings versus big profits and shareholders. Maybe the, the guy in the shack, we've got to focus on him more and her more than we should on me who's got nice space here during lockdown. And you've got this beautiful study, you know? Adrian, so a lot of things, do, do yeah. you think do you think there's anyone who is showing leadership at the moment? Are there people who for you are exemplary in, in what the the particular point you're trying to hit at in, in doing that, in acting as a leader in a time of crisis? Gareth, all the leaders are under huge pressure to 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 somehow be authentic and be their real selves. I mean, we had this example the other day of Grant Patterson who hmm. gathered all the um, suppliers. Headcon suppliers, yeah. Headcon suppliers, and, and he tried to explain to them that his priority has to be his people. Again, what's the message there? The message is, is my priority shareholders? And once lockdown is gone, will we go back and just uh, be subservient to shareholders? And, and, and cut jobs, or are we going to be more um, focused on human beings? Uh, so, I mean, th- there was an example, but, but that was just one, one isolated example. I think Sir Ramaphosa is, is showing, and, and this is also the hero and the villain thing, he's certainly showing, we think, um, heroic leadership by tackling this thing aggressively and early on. But in, in a few weeks... Um, we may discover that he's the villain because he did not switch things back on in time and therefore the economy is damaged irreparably. Uh, maybe he does not listen enough to advice when it comes to our own unique model yeah. as opposed to a Western model. Um, you know, Trump, I've seen Trump shift from arrogance to um, – uh, he, he proposes it differently – Arrogance to some humility and acceptance of this thing, and, and now he's trying to be the hero, but yet he's also battling within himself in that he wanted to switch it back on the economy, but now he's back to saving lives again. So he's ambivalent and switching back and forth as a leader because I think inside himself he's going through this this journey, on this journey of discovering what are, what are my priorities. So you're going through it, I'm going through it, companies are going through it, countries are going through this incredible journey of what's most important, what do we need to look at, um, and uh, how am I going to lead from here on forward? Now, you refer in your, in your article that I mentioned to the softer values that leaders need to embody at this time. In other words, that they almost need to go back to first principles in some ways. Uh, you know, the old ways are over, and, and there's a new way of doing things, and, and nobody knows what the new normal is yet. 
But those softer values, what do you mean by that? Yeah, that's that's the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. So right, right now we're on the letter of the law lockdown. The spirit of the law is if I go for a jog and I come into contact with no one, then, then I should be able to do that. Right. It's compassion. It's We're being forced as a country. We're sitting back and we're saying, well, it's nice for me to be on the lockdown. I was with an executive on Zoom the other day. He was able to go on a five-kilometer um, cycle on his own property. <laughs> wow. Yeah, in, in the meantime, we've got, we've got um, people literally in shacks who – in my view, it's impossible to put them on lockdown. It's unfair to put them on lockdown. So yeah. compassion, absolute compassion, focus on, 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 on people first and then other things, money second and shareholder value second. Yeah, the, those things seem to me um, to be quite obvious, but for a lot of people, they're not. Like I, I hear people saying, it's the law, without questioning whether or not that law is A, enforceable, or B, moral. And a lot mm. of these things are not... Moral, you talk about people in shacks. If you make a law like that, what you're really doing is you're, you're condemning those people to a, a life in prison. It's not just lockdown for them. It's prison. They are trapped in a room. They cannot go anywhere. They cannot supply their family with the necessary um, food and, and sanitation and basic humanity. Um, and and it, to me, that strikes me as some kind of immorality. It's, it's a law that is unenforceable. Not all laws are good. Right? Correct. I mean, absolutely. Again, there's a spirit of the law and a letter of the law. And right now, the spirit and the letter of the law is against many people out there. So, so for you and I, we can have these philosophical discussions about using lockdown as a time to think and discover who I am and what's my future and how will I <clears throat> tackle the new world. Yeah. But if you're that individual, then it is present for you. In fact, going to work is like lockdown for you. You've got more space. You've got more interaction with them, um, yeah. maybe less interaction with people. But back home, you, you're literally stuck without a garden. You cannot use this time as this reflective I know. period. It's, it, seems, like it seems so insensitive for the rest of us to be talking about how we're doing exercising at home and we've got yeah. plans to fill our day with all kinds of bullshit. It seems to me that that, for the average person in this country, is just outrageously insensitive. Yeah, so that's what that's what I think the virus, directly, indirectly, is teaching us, Gareth, is this whole reprioritization of what's most, most important in life. And I, and the sad thing is, if it's just three-week lockdown, mm. we will not learn that. We will not learn these things. It will not stick. And, 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 and what will happen is we'll literally just be sucked back to, to the way things used to be. Now, I'm not saying economy is bad or making money is bad. We need money to do good things. Of course we do, but... But, you know, am I caring for my people? Am I making money to do good? Or am I actually making money or using people to make the few insanely rich? You know, what, what, what are our priorities? We'll probably focus on the same things in some way, but the, 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 the motives behind it. And, of course, then there's the hard things. We, are, we have literally moved into the digital age. Why would you – I mean, a simple thing, Gareth, you know, we want nice studios, don't we? We want nice buildings next to highways. Sure. We want all these things. But why would you go back to a nice studio when you're sitting in your beautiful study? You don't have to travel through traffic. Why would you do go back to normal, the so-called I, I won't. Of- I can tell you now I won't. I, 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 I'm going to do the show from here from now yeah. on. There's no way I'm going to go back. Yeah. And that's what's happened. You know, we're, we're all forced to rethink everything. My family. Can I, do I love my wife if I have to live with her and 
in a house for weeks on end than my kids, you know? <laughs> um, do I really love them and, and have yeah. I prioritized? We, I know we say it is a good thing, mm. but we mustn't just westernize our strategy and say lockdown, yes, A, lockdown, but B, our country in Africa to, to actually sort out this thing. And, and, and that leadership I'm not necessarily seeing. What happened to that woman in, in the place you live, uh, the, 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 the estate that you live in? What happened to her after she was reported by these old busybodies? I just know that someone, a security guy who feels very important, jumped in his car and raced over there and, 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 and had a chat with her. So what, what exactly happened, whether, whether she was just asked kindly to go to her home. Um, you see, it hit home more because, because my wife goes on regular walks with a friend down the road who's a game ranger who's got a little toddler in a pram. Yeah. But what I haven't done is to check whether that was her. Oh, so you don't <laughs> but, actually know who the person was? If, if, if the, the mere fact that it could have been someone that I know hit home. But do you feel a compulsion to correct those people who decided to report her, or do you feel that you should com- you be compassionate and go over to her and say, hey, I mean, with appropriate social distancing, hey, um, I, I feel for you, or do you think that it's time for people to stand up to this kind of authoritarian nonsense and say, I actually don't believe that this is putting anyone at risk, and let's have a meeting, even if it's on Zoom, and everyone in the estate, stop your shit because this is not harming anybody. And you may be following the law and it may, may, may make you, you, or you or some security guard feel really important, but you're actually hurting people because she can't get out there and walk her kid. And for her, that's her one moment of, of you know, peace and, and perhaps her moment where she can exercise or she could do something that doesn't involve being in the bloody house. Um, is there something you can do about this, or is it just is your article as far as it goes? Gareth, um, I, I think right now, as I waited up, I'm a doer. Maybe like yeah. you, I'm an activist right. in some ways. You know, so so my instinct was to jump on all kinds of WhatsApp groups and tell people what my, my feelings are. But as I processed it by writing an article, um, I realized that for me, the balance came in. It's the duality of leadership. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's so dual and it's so dichotomous and it's so difficult. But I just realized that right now, I think the letter of the law must weigh heavier than the spirit of the law. We can't apply the spirit of the law for her, but what about other people like the shacks? So my view is after three weeks of absolute literal, literally living the law, I think the spirit can kick in. If it doesn't, then someone like me would certainly, and may even happen in the next two weeks. I mean, we're just over a week now, yeah. so I might change my view. But I think then it's time to start speaking up and saying, let's apply the spirit of the law. And I've, I've sowed the seed, but but I would certainly speak up at the right time. But right now, I think it's, it's almost that mother needs to sit back and say, well, let me compare my life to the shacks. Yeah. And then in time, we can bring the spirit in. Well, it's always good to talk to you, and thank you for, for keeping us um, updated on, on your own thoughts on leadership during this time. I, I think there's going to be a sore need for the kinds of, of discussions that you've had for six, seven years already, as, as long as I've known you, and before that, still more, around leadership. There's, there's clearly nobody who, who's entirely sure that they're getting it right at the moment, and uh, yeah. we, we could well... You know, we could benefit from from hearing from people like you. So thank you for the work you're doing, Adrian. It's good to talk to you. 
Yeah, really nice to talk to you, Gareth. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Adrian Grunewald, who was the host of the uh, the leadership platform here on cliffcentral.com for the longest time and someone who we check in with fairly regularly. Uh, haven't spoken to him in a while, but it's good to hear from him.